Hello, and welcome to Bottom Line. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about and with the CEO of JARC, who's also won an award for being one of the prestigious notable women here in Southeast Michigan. I'd like to welcome my guest to today's show, Shandol Bronstein. Welcome, Shandol. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Let's start off maybe if people are not familiar with JARC and um, some of its history behind that, if you can help us maybe start with that. Absolutely. So JARC actually started in 1969. We're going to be celebrating our 54th birthday soon. And it was started by a group of parents who wanted more for their children who had developmental disabilities. At that time, which is surprising, unfortunately, uh, children and oftentimes adults with developmental disabilities or cognitive impairments were put in institutions because there was a feeling that they were less than and that they had basic needs, but really no more than that. And obviously we all understand that that's not true. And today uh, JARC is a provider of residential services to adults with developmental disabilities and cognitive impairments in 22 locations throughout Oakland County. And our focus is not just to provide a home, uh, but to really provide people with the assistance that they need to live full and productive lives as a part of the greater community. Wow. And that is wonderful. And maybe we could talk about, because I know we there's uh, services and programs and housing for adults, and then there's also programs for children and teens. So maybe we can talk with adults. If someone's watching and maybe they need some assistance or they're looking for their um, child to maybe have a place to live on their own, so to speak, or with others, um, can you talk about how they could reach out and understand more about how the programs work and the housing and Absolutely. So we are just one of many fantastic providers in Oakland County through Michigan's community mental health system. So, you know, I always like to tell people so many good agencies, many of whom we work with, we're, we're all doing this work. Um, but JARC serves people who may need just a little bit of assistance, maybe just a few hours a week, help with grocery shopping, meal preparation, balancing your checkbook on through people who may be wheelchair bound with feeding tubes sometimes. And again, really need what we characterize as total assistance with their activities of daily living and everything in between. So again, it, it runs the spectrum because every individual is unique and therefore each person who needs our services is unique and we position it to those specific needs. Again, we do work in tandem with the Oakland Community Health Network here in Oakland County, which is funded through the Michigan Medicaid line. And people who have a question about how that intake process might work with our partner agencies are always free to reach out to us at, at JARC. And I'm sure you have our website and phone information and we can talk them through how that intake process works how services are established, how that person's unique abilities are identified, and again, their unique needs are identified, and what that might look like. So again, definitely not one size fits all, mm -hmm. and JARC has many partners that we work with throughout our network, but mm -hmm. we can certainly go through the entire process from start to finish so that people understand what to expect 
whether they are right on the cusp of needing services or just doing some research for later. And that is just amazing because like you said, there's no cookie cutter approach. You know, we're all different. We all have different needs. Um, and I think that's wonderful that, you know, someone can call and, and speak to someone, do an intake and understand and say, hey, this is what my particular, you know, son or daughter or husband or wife or whoever, you know, may need. Um, you mentioned 22 locations uh, in Oakland County. And um, if someone is also watching too, is there a certain type of funding? Because I believe JARC is a, a nonprofit. So um, if somebody's wondering about what so some of the costs might be associated with this. Right. So we are incredibly fortunate that we are a part of community mental health. And what that means is medically necessary and medically necessary feels very clinical, yeah. but it's basically defined as services for somebody to be safe are actually covered uh, through the Michigan Medicaid line. And we walk people through that process of qualification of how that works. And that covers core services so that there isn't an out of pocket to families for services because the cost of forever is a very, very large number. But as a not-for-profit, we also do fundraise. And that money covers all of the extras that make a full life. 80% of our budget is covered again through that Michigan Medicaid line. We're so grateful for it, so important. But 20% is philanthropy and the 20% is birthday parties and holiday dinners and mm -hmm. concerts and barbecues and all of the fun things that really create a full life. And those that's what's wonderful because, you know, one thing is as people always need those basic needs you know what you'd like a roof over your house and food on the table you know and, and having at least clothing and shoes and gloves you know and so forth in the Michigan area um, but it's the barbecues and it's the parties and those things that really kind of enhance someone's life so um, and that's that's amazing and it's amazing that you have this and the ability to help those that are out there now um, if it's for teens and children, how are those programs um, handled for maybe the ones that are a little younger in life? Right. So one of the things that we do for teens and children is respite care. And respite care, again, might mean just a couple of minutes, you know, for you to take time to yourself and step out, hopefully a couple of hours for you to take time to yourself and step out, time for your other children. And that's really important because when you're parent of a child with special needs, you are on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And especially where there are other children involved, they can sometimes feel a little bit left out. So it's important for everyone, again, to have that break. And Jerk does step in and provide those types of services for younger children, again, teens, and even younger adults. Because in our system, the adult system of residential care starts at 26, and that is because that's when the school system ends, again, is 26. Wow. And again, that's amazing because, you know, it is. It's the job is 24-7, um, and especially if you have a ch uh, child that needs maybe a little bit extra, you're, you're right. A sibling doesn't want to feel left out. Um, you know, it's a little sometimes harder for them to understand, you know, that. Uh, what's going on in that. So even a few hours of a day or during the week, I'm sure can greatly help. 
Um, what happens with, um, I know that there's also some community engagement in that. Are there other organizations that are helping as well with the housing that's out there and the other things that are happening with the services for JARC? Absolutely. Again, the provider network in Oakland County, I think, is 69 different unique providers who are providing housing that's similar to what we provide. I would say the area in which we really stand out, and that's why our philanthropy is so critically important, is really in our activities and our creation of a community within a larger community that we're proud of. It's very unusual. Yes. Now, you know, we, we mentioned about Oakland County. Um, if someone's not in Oakland County, they're in another county, could they still get services? Or is there something similar in those counties that maybe could help um, as well, similar there to are, what Sharky's doing? There are definitely, you know, other programs in other counties. In Michigan, things generally work through the county level. So again, the county that you're in determines which providers, but the nice thing is certainly in southeastern Michigan, there's a very robust network in Macomb County, in Wayne County, doing similar work to the work that we're doing. And if someone's watching and they're saying, gosh, what what can I do to help? We we know, of course, you know, to help fund things. So if somebody wants to make maybe a financial donation, um, is there volunteering options or is there other things that maybe JARC needs to help support um, this great cause? Absolutely. We always say there's room at our table for everyone, whether that's financial, whether that's giving up your time, ideas. We love for people to come in and join our activities. We love, especially school groups, sometimes we'll actually create an activity for our person served. And that's always fantastic. So when people want to come in and they want to host a concert for us, right, backyard, just playing music or, or art, again, or other crafts or sports, or really just coming in and spending some time with the people that we serve, that's great. If you can help us in our office with mailing and filing, that's also fantastic. And sometimes, especially around holiday times, we have, you know, again, packages going out to our houses and we need volunteers to help us to deliver those. So always an opportunity, never a bad idea. And the more people at our table, the richer and more robust our services and community. Absolutely. Because, you know, like you just said now, no matter what someone's talent is or the amount of time they have, there's always a place and always a role in which they could help. If people are watching and they wonder for the houses or anything like that, uh, donations of any type, uh, you know, bedding or other things or, or dishes, plates, things, you know, whatever. Are there any of those kind of needs that also might uh, be needed? So from time to time, absolutely. Housewares, again, those smaller housewares are always nice. Um, because of the regulatory environment, we actually can't take um, any soft goods, right? So bedding and things like that, unfortunately, we're not able to take as donations. But sometimes, you know, somebody has an extra or something they purchased on Amazon, right? And it wasn't right for them. We can absolutely love, you know, if something, again, is in its packaging. It's something that we can take. Sure. Absolutely. And so let's talk a little bit, you know, um, your role and uh, also winning a very noble woman a role for prestigious. And you are the CEO, the chief executive officer, Jark. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, your role and some of the things that you do as the uh, CEO? 
So I, I always joke and I say that my title sounds very fancy. Sometimes from the outside looking in, I, I say, wow, that's fantastic. But really a lot of my job is, again, being there and, and being available for both the people that we serve and for people who are in our homes. So sometimes, right, that's not gonna be very glamorous and it might involve running transport in the morning if we're short staffed. Certainly during COVID when, you know, as with everyone, everyone else, we had staff people who were getting sick who needed to be, you know, out. That was filling in shifts in some of our homes because that is what is needed. But it's really making sure that I'm aware of what's going on. And most importantly, that the people on our team are aware that if they need an assist, that if there's something that they need from me, that I'm ready and willing to step in. I think... For me, this award, although, you know, again, I'm, I certainly am proud of it. And, you know, I, I feel it is absolutely an accomplishment, but I think it's also a testament to the team that we built because I am one person. And as one person, I cannot do every job. I cannot make sure everything is done. I can't make sure every piece of information is reported. And I think the team that we've built really is one where we work together with a recognition that while we all have different roles, every single one of us is important and every single one of us has to be working together for the organization to run at maximum efficiency. And I think also it's that trust perspective because if people don't have trust, if they don't have trust that leadership has their eye on the ball and if they don't have trust that they can come to leadership when something's wrong, or when there's been a mistake, it's not going to work. Yeah. And I think, Shane, I think one of the things uh, for you is, as you said, you know, um, you're being very humble. And I know there's a lot of things you're doing. And like you said, you, you just fill in where you need to. And I think that gets recognized. And I think what, like you said, there's so many people that are, you know, helping as well behind the scenes. But I think, you know, sometimes when they have to do an award, they have to, they usually try to find one person. But as you know, it's just a testament to you as a person. It's a testament about the people you're working with um, that they recognize all the great efforts that JARC is doing and, and the work that you do because you, you're there, you know, whether it's transportation or something, you know, you're there helping them. And that's an attitude and an approach that I think others can see and, you know, emulate and they see, they see you doing it and everybody else just wants to help, you know, and, you know, and the other thing I think is terrific is that, you know, we talk a lot about diversity, equity, inclusion. And I think what's terrific about what JARC is doing is it's, it's an example of all of that, where it's helping everyone and anyone uh, in their needs. And do you find where people will call and just say, I need help, I don't know where to go, and they might need a referral or something to help them maybe with a particular service or need? Absolutely. I would say actually probably 80% of the calls that I get are, I don't know how to navigate this. I'm not sure where to go. I'm not sure what to do. Somebody gave me, you know, your phone number. Can you help? And sometimes we're the right place and sometimes we're not. But it, it's really about making sure that people understand what is available, what is out there, how do they get there, those types of aspects. Yes. What do you find um, with with what you're trying to do, uh, not, and just not just in your role, but for JARC and, and, the, and what you're trying to do here service-wise, 
what do you find maybe most challenging? I mean, always the challenging pieces. There are not enough beds for every single person that would like to be in one of our homes. There are not enough authorizations for services for, you know, all the things that people would like. There, you know, aren't uh, enough staff people out there, unfortunately, to cover everything that we'd like to do. So, you know, the challenge is that the resources simply don't meet, I think, all of people's needs at this point. And that's really a challenge throughout the state. But it's it's difficult because, you know, we're often working in a place where, you know, there may be someone who is waiting for services and there's not availability for them yet. That's always the hard part. Right. And um, and when now you mentioned when we talked about like children and teens, what what is the earliest ages at that point that you would help be able to help someone? So in terms of residential services, it's generally 26. There are exceptions. Um, we have had on people, unfortunately, you know, we had someone uh, that we worked with who was orphaned at an early age. And, you know, she came to us much earlier than that. And we've had other people where home is not necessarily the best place. And, you know, it's again, better for everyone, for mom and dad, for everyone else that, you know, that person come to us a bit earlier. But generally the youngest, you know, would be 18, would be the absolute youngest. And again, between 18 and 26, it's definitely dependent on situations in the home, but generally 26. And if someone is able to be in the home and some of the services, are you able to also maybe help if this person or, you know, who's staying there, maybe to find work or a job or or something as well? So we actually have great partners that help our people with that. Again, our focus is on the residential. But, you know, the way that the authorizations work, the person is assigned someone called a sports coordinator who is a social worker who is looking at the entirety of their needs, not just what they might need in terms of, again, these residential pieces, but what they might need in terms of vocational or employment or a job coach and really putting together a whole package. So we'll work closely with those other providers to make sure, again, that the person's getting to and from work, that they're getting to and from their workshop, and that those types of things are happening, even if we aren't the provider of those specific services. And that's wonderful. And so I'm, I'm a little curious, and if you're of the 22 locations you have, how do you um, integrate the different individuals together? Is it right. uh, trying to find out common interests or, you know, if somebody likes to cook, someone who doesn't, and they kind of, you know, or like, to clean and, you know, kind of those type of things to see how everybody kind of uh, interfaces together. So definitely it is absolutely finding common interests, 100%, right? Because we wouldn't want to just be, right? I mean, some of us maybe did that uh, blind roommate in college, right? Sometimes it works out great, sometimes not so much. Um, I've had both experiences, but I'm going back many decades now. So not because. <laughs> so we certainly want like interests. We actually do a, a process, you know, where we're kind of trying it out, right? People might come to a lunch. People might do an activity together. And we sort of go through until maybe everyone spends a weekend together. And then people choose. Nobody wants to live with people who they don't like and wouldn't want to spend time with or wouldn't have common interests with. So it's very, very important that everyone be in agreement that this is a good fit. Because obviously, if it's not a good fit and the person is not engaged, they're going to be miserable. And we don't want people to be unhappy in their home. It's really important to us. 
Right. And like you said, you, you want somebody who has common interests or, or whatever, and, you know, and, and um, the days that, you know, like you said, in maybe college and you find a roommate that way. But, um, you know, sometimes later in life, you, you really want that person you can, you know, spend time with and know and especially for for them and that. And um, and it's terrific that, you know, they get to meet each other and figure out because I'm, I'm sure they're they're developing their own, you know, family there in the home, too. Absolutely. So it's somebody they're going to be with. Yeah, the bonds are incredibly strong and we have people who have lived together, you know, for close to 30 years, maybe, you know, again, in the same location for that 30 years. So those bonds are important. And right there, there is a concept of family that develops around people who are living together, 100%. And I'm just kind of curious how, you know, so if you, a family member is is living in one of those house homes, isn't that? So as a family, the family, that person able to also come and kind of hang out and oh, you know, that as well. Yes, very, very important because like anyone, right? If I'm a young yeah. person and I moved out into my own apartment, I have a roommate, of course I'm gonna want my family to come over and I'm gonna wanna show off my house and they wanna entertain. So open door policy, you know, we feel strongly again, that this is just like living in any other home in the community. I might rent an apartment, I might rent a house, I might buy a house, and I'm gonna to wanna to have my family and friends visit. Right. And and uh, also in the houses, uh, is it the, the who's ever living there is, they, they're doing the cooking and the cleaning, or are there some services if, so everything if that's is something that maybe somebody Everything is dependent on the person's needs. If they're able to cook, we wanna help them to cook. If they're able to do their own housekeeping, we want to help them to do their own housekeeping because those things are so important for independence. But if they need some assistance, that's where we step in. If they can make the salad, but not necessarily use the stove, fantastic. Make the salad and we'll use the stove, right? If you can wipe down the tables, but not not, not mop the floor, again, fantastic. We want you to wipe down the table and we'll mop the floor. It's really about maintaining skills and increasing independence as much as possible. And that's what really is so important. You know, they have a place to live and be on their own and do as much as they possibly can do. Um, and then where they need help, they get help, you know. Right. And so I, I think that's terrific. And and how do you find, I'm curious with, you know, when you look for additional homes, how do you look for homes and where? And, and do you uh, put them, are they closer together in locations and things like that or so forth? Right. We generally try to stay closer together, although our footprint on one side is on the West Bloomfield Commerce Township border and on the other side uh, on the Troy Birmingham border. So, again, we, we do stretch fairly um, wide, but, you know, we want to maintain that footprint simply for ease of moving our staff from location to location. A lot of times people will come to us and they'll say, listen, I've, I've rented a home. I rented an apartment. I have three roommates. We work with our partners at Community Housing Network because sometimes subsidized housing is necessary. So again, really, you know, all of, of those areas and just we might serve people in one apartment complex and people hear about it and say, oh, we're renting an apartment in that complex as well. Can you provide services to us? So again, it, it really varies and we, you know, depend on word of mouth and also, you know, our, our community partners, especially community housing network to find those locations for us. 
That's outstanding. If someone's watching, I mean, is there some uh, misconceptions that maybe people might have that you would like the opportunity to say, you know, no, that's not true. Some people, you know, always ask us this and that's not true and, you know, right. so forth. There's some things like that that you could share. Oh, absolutely. So I think people always assume, oh, jerk, you do group homes. And they have this, right, this vision of what that group home is. And it's this very sterile, again, more institution-like place, a group home. We happen to have some homes that are licensed adult foster care homes, which would be for our people with the highest acuity of needs. But we also have people who are renting an apartment with roommates, right? Just at any apartment complex that they choose. And we have people whose family might have purchased a home and they're living there and renting out some rooms to roommates. We have people who are doing all their own cooking and cleaning, and we're just there, again, to prompt, to assist, to supervise. And we have people who need us to make all of their meals and sometimes to feed them and everything in between. So it, it really isn't, again, about, oh, a provider of group homes, right? There are homes where groups of people live together, but it's really so different, I think, than what people assume that group home is. And, and skills and abilities vary. Yeah. And again, we run from A to Z and everything in between. Yeah, which is really wonderful because, like you're just saying, it, it whatever the person needs, you can help them from minimal help to they may need a little bit more help, and and right. they can find it there and, and do that. So as we start closing down the show here a little bit, is there any words of wisdom you'd like to uh, share with the people who are watching? So absolutely, you know, I, I think JARC is an organization and you talked about it, right? With the diversity, equity and inclusion, we live it. And we live it not just for the people that we serve in terms of, again, diversity of needs and equity into their involvement in the community. And of course, inclusion, a place at the table. We live it through our staff. We live it through our professional team. Every voice at our table is important. It doesn't matter what your role is. There is no, well, I'm the CEO, so therefore my voice is more important than our direct support professionals providing that direct care in the houses. It's not how it operates. Every voice is important and every voice is bringing diversity of opinion. And that's what makes us richer. And I would say that's what makes us better at what we do is that we are skilled to listen not just again to the people that we serve, but to one, one another. You have to, right, really walk the walk to talk the talk. Mm -hmm. And we bring that to the table or try to in everything that we do, right? And that includes opportunity, not just for the people that we serve, but opportunity for our staff to grow, uh, to be heard, to be seen, to be valued. And I think, um, Shane Dell, thank you so much for sharing all that. Because like you said, everybody wants to be heard. Everybody has a voice and everybody has something to contribute. And I think they feel valued then if the voice is heard. And they're out there every day doing things. So, you right. know, of course, they, they, they see, they hear, they experience. So having that one team, everybody's voice is heard it is amazing and wonderful. And again, I want to thank you so much. Uh, for being on the show today and uh, for everything you're doing and the passion, because of course it just comes out your passion for all that. So thank you, <laughs> Shandell, for being on the show. I thank our audience for watching today and I wish everyone uh, the best uh, health. And if you need anything from the services, you know where to find them from JARC. Thanks again. Thanks for watching. I'm Cindy Keynes. <laughs>